0: Hello beautiful people, welcome to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I hope everyone is doing okay, because I'm about to say some shit real quick. Why? Because I like to say some shit real quick. But first, of course you all know, let's take a moment to be present, okay? So take a deep breath in, hold it, and out. Relax your shoulders, relax your jaw, just relax your body as we ease into today's topic, which is friendships. Let's talk about them. Okay, so let's get into today's conversation, which is about friendships. But before I address this topic, I want to address one key factor that you as an individual are responsible and accountable to this fact. The fact that before you step into any friendship or relationship, especially when you're a young adult at that stage where you're now self aware, you know when we're younger, we're just making friends to have fun, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh sometimes getting into relationships that we don't even know what a relationship is. But we're young, we're wild, we're free. Now we're not so much uh, carefree because now there is so much at stake. Our emotions, our feelings, sometimes even possessions, etc., etc. Our lives and our identities. The one thing that one must be aware of before stepping into friendships and relationships is themselves. You need to have... A strong sense of self, a strong sense of self-awareness. You need to know who you are in order to know what you need. You need to know who you are so that you know what you attract. And if it's actually what you want to be attracted... Because half the time, people are just winging it. Like, whoever they meet and they get along with, friendship must brew. Or Whoever they meet and fall in love with, relationships must brew. They don't even know about who they are, their own personality traits, their own toxic traits, etc., etc. Things that could potentially, you know, step in and harm friendships and relationships. So having a strong sense of self, you know, we're always, we're always obviously constantly building our identities. We're always raising our self-awareness, but to have that tether in which you always understand who you are, what you're going through, or you are always in constant motion of understanding yourself and the life around you, because if you don't have a solid foundation, you run the risk, one, of attracting people without a solid foundation, and both of y'all are not going to go anywhere. Or if you do have a solid sense of self, but you are not aware of others and the potential harm they could bring into your space, people who have strong senses of self can attract people without an identity. They can attract people who are seeking more. And in that process, you might end up being collateral damage Just because somebody met you for their own personal intentions, you know. And in reality, a friendship or a relationship, it has to be a two-way street. So you both have to be giving. You both have to be receiving. So if people come into your life just to take and you're unaware of the fact, you will become collateral damage. And that is not something that you want to handle. So many people in relationships with partners who have no sense of self whatsoever partners who tether their identity to whoever they are with at that time and that's why you see so many people who are always moving on whenever they experience a break a breakup in a friendship or a breakup in a relationship boom the next day there's already another person in your place such people sometimes attach their identity to the people around them Sometimes because they have no sense of self. They have no grounding. So they're constantly seeking people with strong identities to attach themselves to. So that they can also relate to that identity. And sometimes these type of people can come with so much baggage and so much drama. So much so that when they're done with you, you won't even be the same person you were when they found you. Yet you are the one with a strong sense of self. Now, both of you are confused and just hurt. So, it's very much important to have a strong sense of self. Understand yourself. You know, I'm always saying compassion instead of judgment. Understand yourself. What do you like? Is it attention? Is it gifts? You know, all these different love languages. What do you give? You know, and what can deceive you? What easily makes you deceived? Some people, it's attention. You know, the moment you give them attention for one week, two weeks, they fall on their knees. You must ask yourself, does attention make me fall on my knees for someone? You must know the things that trigger you into acting a clown so that you stay aware of yourself when your actions might potentially be detrimental to your own emotional stability. So I just had to put that out there. Before we step into today's topic that, listen, friendships and relationships are all fun, yes. But it is key to be self-aware. It is key to know who you are so that you know what you want and what you need and what you can give. Because once you know what you can give, you know what you can receive. And then you can enter situations with people who have something to offer that is of value to you whilst you are of value to them. And you need to shy away from friendships that are just friendships and relationships that are just existent for the mere fact that y'all get along. (laughs) Because those are very dangerous. Because I'm always saying the line between admiration and envy is so thin. But listen, we're going to get into all that when we address competition in friendships. But I just wanted to put this out there before I start this episode that. A strong sense of identity and self is needed so that you don't get stuck in cycles of friendships and relationships that are absolutely horrendous and leave you feeling like collateral damage. And with everything said and done, I want you to understand that everything I say is my own opinion from experience, research or observation. If I unknowingly address an issue in a wrong way, or maybe even knowingly, Or in an offensive way please do not hesitate to let me know. Give me room to correct myself. I'm a human being learning and growing. I am allowed room for correction and my views and opinions may also change as I grow so do keep that in mind. Okay to start off the conversation I'm going to stress stress the point of mastering selective association. Not everyone has to be your friend. Not everyone is your friend. And we need to stop, especially women. There's always this constant need for sisterhood. It's great and oh, I am here for it. But it does not mean that everyone has to be your friend or you have to try and make every woman you come across your friend. No, we can stand each other, support each other, and Want the best for each other whilst respectfully keeping our distance from people's lives, you know? Selective association is understanding that there are acquaintances. People you know. People you get along with. People you can sit in a room with and chill with and have absolute fun. With no personal issues being raised or talking about your lives or whatever. You can just have a good time. There are colleagues. People you work with. People you probably see often, people you probably see every day, they are not your friends. They are your workmates. You probably talk about something here and there, personal life here and there, or just, you know, vent a little bit. But this does not inevitably make people your friend. They are uh, family members. Just because somebody is your cousin don't mean they are your friend. (laughs) I learned this one the hard way the hard way so all i'm saying is just because someone is your colleague acquaintance workmate family member it doesn't automatically qualify them into the field of friendships you guys need to be picky you guys need to learn to be choosy you need to learn to say yo i'm so picky you know some people are picky eaters i'm a, I'm a picky eater i can't just eat anything and i love to cook for myself because i don't trust people's cooking <laughs> But that's how I am in every aspect of my life. I'm a picky person. Even the people I want around me have to be A-grade. Because I want to be A-grade. Do you get where I'm coming from? So, selective association is realizing that friendship is a level that is attained and earned. Did you hear what I said? Attained and earned. We need to stop making everyone our friend. Just because you've been chatting with someone on Instagram or they're always liking and commenting on your post and you've vented to them maybe once or, twice, once or twice, it does not make them your friend. They're not obligated to you now. They're not loyal or indebted to you in any way. They don't have to be there for you. Just because someone was there for you once doesn't mean they're going to be there for you again. So we need to master selective association and we need to learn to clearly define friendships and clearly make sure that you and the next person are aware of the fact that you are in a friendship. And you need to know what both of you require from a friendship so that you both understand whether or not you're ready to foot that bill. Because if you can't give them what they need, you need to leave them alone. If they can't give you what you need, they need to leave you alone. Because from every encounter and interaction, every intentional encounter and interaction, we must gain something from it. You know, we must gain something from it. These are not acquaintances or strangers that we're just kind to on random. These are people that we intentionally love on. We're intentionally kind to. We intentionally give our support to them. They are obligated. I repeat, obligated to return the energy because if you didn't want anything back you can always go and love on a stranger in the streets love on people in the streets maybe even be a volunteer so that you can just love on people and get nothing back because you know they have nothing to offer you but stepping into a friendship or relationship means you are seeking reciprocacy the main intention of friendship and relationships is that we are seeking a connection a return of energy you know what i mean so the fundamentals of friendship and relationship you know when people say oh no one owes you anything tell them to fuck off if they don't owe you if they feel they don't owe you anything they can fuck off point blank period you heard me because people cannot think that they can gain friendship from you and still have the ridiculous thought of the fact that they owe you nothing. Or they can be in a relationship with you and owe you nothing. What kind of barbaric thinking is that? The main intention of friendship, the main intention of relationship is reciprocacy. We are seeking to give so that we can receive. That is the main intention of it. So if someone then enters into a friendship or relationship with you without the desire of reciprocating, what the fuck are they doing in your space? Excuse my swearing. <laughs> but it's, it's really a question. What are you doing in my space as my friend if you have no intention of returning the energy? But that is why it is key to know what you need, who you are, what you can give and what you expect to receive but that's that's really a point that I think people need to master selective association, and not everyone has to like you listen this there's this cultic sisterhood that women are beginning to have that don't like this cultic it's like cult like sisterhood like we must all stand each other, we must all fuck with each other, we must all get along listen we don't we're humans at the end of the day we don't have to like get along with everyone. I'm allowed to not like you. I'm really allowed to just ignore your presence. I am, especially if we're not acquainted at all. You know, there's this thing that, oh, just because we're all women, like the moment you come into my space, I must suddenly be a stan for you. No. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with me not deciding to stan you, not deciding to like you, you know? There's nothing wrong with that. We need to stop this cult-like sisterhood that we want everyone to be on the same team. We can't all be on the same team. Me not liking someone does not mean I am against them, you know. It just means I don't like you. Simply put, I really don't like you. I have no reason to like you. I have no reason to di- to dislike you. I'm just indifferent to your presence, and it's allowed. People are allowed to ignore you because people don't. People in general actually don't owe you anything when they're not your your friend or. A person you're in a relationship with. People in general don't even owe you kindness. That is a personal choice that they can make. So, once we understand selective association, we will understand the fact that we need to be picky in our choosing of friends. We need to understand that some people are just acquaintances, colleagues, workmates... Family members, but they're not friends. And we need to clearly define what friendship means to us so that whoever decides to be our friend, we also understand what friendship means to them. And then we decide if we're both ready to foot that bill and return the energy towards each other. And when friendships end, I've noticed that people, when they fall out with other people, they feel like this is a ticket. To airing out your business and talking about the kind of shitty person you were, etc, etc. Which is really ridiculous. Because how can you love a person? That's why I'm saying the line between admiration and envy is so thin. How can you love someone today? Protect their peace and the next day you're the one wreaking havoc on their peace. Leave as peacefully as you came. Learn to leave people in peace. Like, whether you fell out, whether there was beef, whether there was drama, just you protect your peace and keep it moving, yeah? Like, why is that hard for people? Why is it hard for people? So, people really need to learn to enter people's lives in peace and leave people's lives in peace. There is no reason. Because whatever you do after a friendship or relationship... You you think that you're calling this person out. You think that you're ruining their reputation. But in reality, you're just showing us who you really are. That when something no longer serves you, you turn into an enemy. And when something no longer serves you, you just do as you please. And those type of people are very dangerous. Because once you become useless to them... They will do whatever they feel is necessary with the information that they have of your life. Which brings me to the point of friendships do's and don'ts. Friendship do's and don'ts. You need to support your friends. It is mandatory to support your friends if they are embarking on a personal journey... Uh, an entrepreneurial journey, I don't know, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever kind of journey they are going on, you actually have to be supportive to them. And I'm talking friendship as in you have a mutual understanding, a deep mutual understanding. If you can say that this is my friend and you can love them and you can commune together, but you're absolutely unbothered by their progress and places in which they need that little nudge or push, Then you are a taker. And you actually want nothing more than what benefits you. Which is really sad. So you need to support your people. If you don't understand or don't agree with what they're doing. Then you can talk about it. But inevitably you need to support your people. What you don't need to do. Is gossip about your friends don't speak on your friends names when they're not present especially if you're not able to say the same thing with the same energy when they're around and this is why i don't like squads oh i don't like squads i've done squads before and it was fun i was younger we had fun but squads kind of make it impossible for you guys not to gossip about each other because squads have a cult-like behavior where, God forbid, one of y'all decides to do something different or move in a different way, now y'all are going to have a little meeting about this person. Oh, why are they doing this? Oh, why are they doing that? Y'all think you're just protecting your friendship, but now you're gossiping about one of your squad members, and they may never even find out. So squads are very detrimental. <laughs> I don't like them at all. I choose to have different friends from different walks of life. Most of my friends don't know each other. Meaning if I fall out with one friend, they're not gonna go to my other friend to talk about me because they don't even know my other friend personally. I have friends for my financial growth, emotional growth, mental growth, physical growth like I have friends whose interests are aligned with my interest in a certain place, not just entirely like my whole life with one friend no, and that is key, I believe, to separate things. Because if you put everything, you know, one person doesn't have to meet all your needs. Because that's when you realize that you have a friend who is very emotionally supportive. But every time you're trying to talk about how you're financially advancing, they somehow just are absolutely useless in the conversation or they think you're trying to brag. Why? Because their financial ambition is not so present. So you really need to learn sometimes, this is just my my perspective, to understand that not 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 every friend can meet all your needs you know not every friend can meet all your needs and it's absolutely okay to have different friends for different reasons another don't is don't be possessive of people yeah people are not possessions that you own because there are people where if you have them as a friend and then you have another person as a friend they're always going to be comparing Or getting jealous. I I mean, I get jealous too sometimes. I'm like, why are you treating me like this, but you don't treat your other friend like this? You know, sometimes, yeah. But I'm talking about the ultimate place where one friend becomes entirely jealous of the other. Which is the reason why you need to avoid people who see their friends as possessions. I don't like... I just have something against cult-like behavior. I think that's just my point in this podcast. This behavior of, God forbid you dare to move differently with different people, or do different things without me. Because people really think the world revolves around them, which is funny, because it doesn't. It really doesn't. So you must understand that you can have different friends from different walks of life, and if that is a problem then you might have a cult-like friendship with certain people. There are people who are ride or die so much so that if you show up somewhere with another person, they're going to be so hurt. How could you do that without me? Where did you go? Who is that person? Yo, like, we're grown folk, man. Can we stop this behavior? This is just my perspective, regardless. So I respect your way of doing things anyway. What you shouldn't do in, in friendships and relationships is compete. There's healthy competition, you know. And there's unhealthy competition. You shouldn't compete. We shouldn't constantly be trying to see who can dress better than the other. <laughs> Whoa. We shouldn't be trying to outdress each other. We should just be trying to look good, shouldn't we? You know? Shouldn't always be trying to see who can get the most of this, who can get the most attention, who can... who who. It's just so many competitive things that happen in friendships and relationships that I'm not going to mention in detail, you know, but I have come to believe the fact that competition can become detrimental to a friendship because if someone is subconsciously competing with you and you don't know it, they're always going to think you're trying to be better than them. They're always going to relate your progress as competition. So now here you are doing great for you, and they're just there sitting thinking, wow, so she has the audacity to think she can be better than me. And you don't even know that this is what this friend is thinking. And friends like that can ultimately either sabotage your growth, stunt your growth, or try to outdo you. And you don't need either of those in your life you don't need either of those in your life and that is why it is also important to be able to stand as your own person without always leaning onto other people because if your progress is dependent on people's presence then they can ultimately stunt your growth stop your growth sabotage your growth you know or constantly be competing with you which is unhealthy so to be able to stand as a human being by yourself is very important friends and and relations are important but your own to be able to stand on your own two feet sometimes just move through certain things alone is detrimental you know it's, it's something that is really important friends checking on each other they you know they support each other like i said before friends don't laugh at each other behind each other's backs like someone is doing something and they're failing at it and you're laughing at them Friends don't, I don't like friends who are spiteful. Friends that say funny comments. Funny comments, you know? Funny comments that sound sarcastic and are supposed to be jokes, but are actually honestly wrapped up in bitterness and said to sound like a joke. We need to be watchful. Even if you've had a friend for a very long time, you always need to check in on the condition of your friendships and relationships so that you don't realize when it's already too late that you've just been dug into a very deep grave. Being watchful of your friends and relations is not trying to say you don't trust them. It's just you protecting your peace. So one should really never get too comfortable around anyone. It should just be mandatory, you know? And there's so many other do's and don'ts that people really should and shouldn't do in friendships. But honestly, I feel like y'all already know and y'all already let people get away with so much for the sake of company, which is sad. I pity you. (laughs) I pity you. For the sake of company and attention, you will entertain the most disgusting behavior, defend the most clown- behavior you let the clown bring the circus to your doorstep and you tolerate it why because you want a friend you want company you cannot be alone listen I pity you and I know this may sound offensive but I'm trying to trigger something in you a sense of self a sense of pride where you're like no I cannot go through all this I cannot entertain all this at the expense of myself because you look funny now entertaining all their beers you know, so I believe that there's certain do's and don'ts in, in friendships, and people need to be very careful of these new sisterhoods, and this new wave of every woman must be behind, must back every other woman, we don't have to do all that, I promise you, all we have to do is just not stand in each other's way, and support each other if we feel like it, but outside of that, we really can't just stay out of out of each other's way i promise you that is enough is enough already by itself so i think that's probably most of what i wanted to talk about today and then the issue of cutting people off it's almost related to the conversation that i had if you listen to my other podcast on cancel culture cutting people off is sometimes necessary you know we need to constantly make Space for new things. We need to shed bad things. And sometimes some people are not good for you anymore. Sometimes some people have served you for the season that they were supposed to serve you. And now they are of no use to you and you're of no use to them. And that realization can hurt. But the more you hold on to useless things, the more useless you become. You know. So cutting people off is sometimes necessary. Sometimes someone is not good for you anymore. Sometimes you're not good for someone else anymore. I tend to remove myself from people's spaces where I feel I am of no use to them. So, the same way I remove people who are of no use to me, I also remove myself from people who I am of no use to because I'm potentially wasting my time too, you know. But you need to learn to cut people off respectfully. People tend to forget how much you have done for them in their process of cutting you off and that unfortunately can keep you stuck in cycles people who are always cutting people off on some i'm gonna cut you off i'm protecting my peace cut it cut it cut it no sweetie pause because the people you're cutting off might have been detrimental to your growth at some point they might have been important to your peace they might have played a very important role in your life. And you can appreciate people respectfully as you exit, as you take your leave. But to cut people off ruthlessly as if they are nothing and they mean nothing to you, you're just ruining whatever blessings that they may have brought into your space. And you're also ruining the sense of appreciation that you have for good things meaning that you might just be going around in life picking up good things and dropping them off and actually not benefiting much from them because you do not know how to appreciate we need to learn to appreciate as we leave people to say you know what this is not no longer good for me or I'm no longer good for you you're no longer good for me whatever but it's been good it's been amazing. I appreciate you so much, and peace. You know, be safe out there. <laughs> people with this scissors snip snip. It's so I find it so unhealthy. I've you know what I've ghosted people. I've ghosted people, but this is like meaningless bonds that we're just keeping with certain people for the fascination of it and for passing time. Some people you really don't owe them an explanation. But I'm talking about people you have bonded with. People you have built friendships, foundations with. People you have built relationships with. People that you owe an explanation. If you're constantly going to be snipping people out of your life ruthlessly, there is a cycle of your own toxic behavior that you're refusing to acknowledge in that process. And in as much as you think you've one-upped on this person by cutting them off, you've actually just promoted your own bad behavior and masked it. And now you're going to continue and go in life poisoning your own life because you don't know how to appreciate good things. You don't know how to appreciate good things, which is unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So I really do hope that this cutting off culture becomes more respectful where you exit as peacefully as you entered you know I have I have had a friend I think I'm gonna make this very uh simple example I had a friend that I had way back we were so close and we went through a rough patch and we parted ways peacefully despite the turbulence we had experienced and we have we had room to reunite and we have reunited and it's absolutely bliss. Because we, we we were good to each other then, we can be good to each other now. But how are you even going to look at someone, let's say you cut off someone ruthlessly and then one day you need their help or one day you need their assistance. Or one day you just are trying to build something with someone new but your lack of appreciation of good things ruins that. Because you're always constantly just trying to use people and then play victim, which is not attractive because you're projecting and it's not cute. So be careful of how you enter and how you exit people's lives. And this concept of victim and villain, as I end this podcast, there are people who are dedicated to playing victim in their lives people who are dedicated to not taking responsibility or accountability to what they may have contributed into a situation, people who are dedicated to turning everyone in their life into a villain. Do not let people place you in a role that you did not perform. Walk away from situations where you are always being made a villain. People have issues and things that they haven't dealt with and they're projecting. You need to separate yourself from those situations. Do not have the savior complex of thinking, I can help them. They need my help. No. No, 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 no. Because you're going to be the next name in their next story to whoever else they're going to meet again. To say, oh, this person used me. And this person left me. Or whatever, or whatever. Just because they love making someone else the villain. So I'm going to close off this conversation by saying that your potential can be recognized. Just how good you can be, just how worthy you are, it can be recognized and it will be taken for granted if you're not cautious and careful. The better you become as a person, the more you attract vultures, energy vampires, takers, jealousy, spite, People who are absolutely useless to you. With that said and done. Thank you for listening to this episode. I do hope you enjoyed it. And please do share it on your socials. Please do share wherever you are what do you like the most, what you benefited the most, what you think you could also contribute to the conversation. I'm always really eager to have these conversations. So tag me, post, and you know, I appreciate the support because the support shows that I am giving valuable information and I am not wasting y'all's time. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Sunday Vibes with Queen M. I will see you next Sunday, same time, same place and I'm wishing you all an absolutely divine week. And remember, be kind but take no shit.